Sairam dear listeners and welcome to fleeting moments lasting memories our series of conversations with former students of bhagwan's educational institutions and today our guest in the studio is brother e shrikant Shrikant had the chance to study in Bhagwan schools and colleges for 7 years. He joined the Sri Satyasai Higher Secondary School in 1995 for his 11th grade. He completed his schooling and moved to the Brindavan campus of Bhagwan's university to do his bachelor's in commerce. Returned to Prashantinilyam to do his master's in financial management which he completed in 2002. and after this he stayed on for some time waiting for bhagwan's guidance about what he should do in life and finally swami blessed him to go out and serve and that is when he joined zansa india limited in 2003 which is an it company in the bpo sector business process outsourcing sector and after serving there for a year he moved to lnt finance where he served for a year and then he changed course of his career he did a sap certification course and served in two software consulting companies and finally in the last 3 and 1/2 years he has been serving in mindtree limited which is again another it consulting company and the interesting thing is in 2011 he was awarded as the it next 100 award it next is a media it company which conducts a competition to identify future leaders of this country in the it sector and he was recognized as one of the next generation future emerging leaders in the it sector currently he is the senior project manager in mindtree limited one image that comes to my mind whenever i see ishrikant if i have to encapsulate that in one word it is service because scenes of him always enthusiastic to serve beat prasadam distribution in the mandir or taking up serving in the dining sessions in the hostel or taking up any initiative in the college i would always see the short and dynamic youngster always willing to go that extra mile to serve and it's really a moment of great joy that we have him in the studio today welcome brother to the studios of radio sai salam prashti brother thank you for your kind words and i'm so overwhelmed to hear about your words about me on uh, seva so i recollect my old days in school and college Yes so tell us how did you manage to become a student in Bhagwan school yeah so where did the journey to Swami begin before i talk about how i joined school i'll go back about my family's roots with bhagwan so my grandmother that's my mother's mother she did not have children and in somewhere in 1950s she came along with her father and some of her relatives to puttaparthi so way back in 1950s they have come yes. to swami so i think they tried lot of things 
in their native place so i come from mahabubnagar district which is andhra pradesh yeah but finally they heard about swami and then they came so swami blessed them while they were here and within a year my mother was born okay and uh, my mother was named as ishwarama because it was oh. swami's gift wonderful but unfortunately i think the relation did not continue in terms of coming to puttaparthi being part of any activities either in the samiti there but i remember seeing swami's photograph in my grandmother's puja room so i am the third child so in my native place in terms of education it was backward in 1990s okay but my father had come to perthi once or twice after marriage and he had brought one beautiful photograph of bhagwan i think it must be some 40s or 50s while swami was in that age swami as a youngster very beautiful very beautiful and uh, that photo was there in my dad's shop which is okay. his business okay and as a young child about 6 years 8 years i was very curious to know who is this person okay and the background of that picture was similar to a place near my house okay so I always thought okay someone has come here and then taken a photograph and it's placed here but then again as a young child i think my dad told me something good about swami but didn't really take it further okay but swami has his own plans how to i think these are the starting steps yes to bring me under his fold yes so i could study in my native place only up to 5th standard okay because that's where that school could provide me and that's when uh, my parents decided that i should be put in a hostel somewhere good hostel so they tried out lot of options and fortunately there was one hostel that's run by swami's devotee in the name of satyasai gurukulam mm-hmm. which was around 60 kilometers from my place so the founder of that was relative of my distant relative okay so that's where i started being or knowing swami and trying to get closer to him not physically but we were doing bhajans and there were some speeches once in a while about bhagwan so it was very interesting to know about this person satya sai baba but then again seventh standard as part of our school tour puttaparthi was one of the place school excursion school excursion, excursion trips excursion yeah. trips right so that's when i opted that i will also be part of it so we went to tirupati and also we came to puttaparthi so it was i remember the old days when there was no sai kulwanthal it was on sand yes and i remember sitting in the block where alumni sits yeah, currently the currently the alumni sits so that's where we were seated and it was just i think we were there for one darshan so swami came i don't really remember much what happened but it was beautiful to be in this place and another interesting thing was i like the bhajans here we okay. used to do bhajans there but the bhajans here were entirely different okay same bhajans but naturally I, see students singing under swami's guidance it's way far ahead right so that was still 7th standard and the school was upgrading so you, so you left with a lot of positive impression about the place right so but i didn't know anything about uh, swami schools or college okay so the school also there was upgrading as we progressed so we were starting eighth class the school also started and we were the first batch of 10th standard there okay in that school again the and hostel come school hostel come school yes so in terms of hostel activities i will say more or less because he was swami's devotee he tried to bring what is 
being practiced here in Swami school, he has replicated there. Except that Swami's physical, physical presence was not, not there, there, but the sort of routine and routine. discipline was all there. Right. So, the time had come for us to leave and then look out for next. And typically after 10th, I remember we used to uh, write some APRJC and uh, some other engineering, I mean, as to start for engineering. Start preparing for engineering. engineering. Yeah. So, I also went with the flow. Okay, but just one or two years before that, one person, Swami's devotee, had started Samiti in my native place. Okay. So, he told that I should try to apply in Swami's school for 11th standard. So, that's when my father, brother got application form and then we applied and three or four of us applied together and I was one of them. So, that is how I uh, landed up in Swami's school. Wonderful. So, what are your memories of being in the hostel in Prashantinilam? You stayed in an earlier hostel that was also sort of a hostel which had in some ways the discipline that is being followed here. So, did you find anything different here in our hostel and the school? Yeah, there was definitely a difference. In terms of first thing that comes to mind is self-reliance. Here, I think in Swami's hostel here, we have been trained to rely on ourselves for our needs. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, in terms of one simple thing, but it, I think it's a big difference for the life itself. So, room cleanliness. There in my earlier hostel, we used to have workers who used to come and clean. Okay. The rooms. In the rooms. So, it was dormitories. Okay. So, though we were 10 standard, we were relying on workers there. But once I came here, I saw that it was students who were cleaning the room on a rotation basis. So, this is something... So, you swept the room, you mopped the room, yes. and you cleaned the cupboards and ceiling and everything. Everything, everything, yes. And we went little, one step ahead, we just not clean. We decorated rooms also to look good. Yes. I mean, it is as if it's my home, I'm yes. taking care of it. Yes. Okay. But there, I think, uh, in my earlier hostel, we didn't have that belongingness that, okay, it's place where I'm staying, let me clean myself. So, that was something... One difference. Mm-hmm. So, here we have departments, self-reliance teams in the Puttaparthi hostels uh, where kitchen, fruit stall, stores and then altar room. And yes. so, we have a whole lot of departments. Yes. So, each one gets an opportunity to be part of it. I will say cultural activities again. So, yes. that's a big thing again. And then you have costumes. Yes. So, I was part of fruit stall department where we have to manage the entire, I will say in my management term, supply chain. Yes. Okay. So, I was taught unknowingly the supply chain concepts in my 11th standard. Yes. So, supply chain is nothing but purchase, stock and then sales. Yes. And then cash management. Yes. So, we did that so in you my 11th everything. standard. You handle yes. cash, yes. you, you, you manage the entire we, 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 I used to go and discuss with vendors what items are available, what you can give us. Okay. We were trying to improve. Okay. So, I used to come to foreign canteen here and then the bakery. And then even outside, there was one new North Indian person started selling samosas and things. Yes. So, I went, interacted with him, what options he has for us to okay. sell there. So, as an 11th class student, you liked all this. Yeah. It is exciting. And unknowingly, I learned so much, so much that currently in management, you have subjects, topics taught for days together and uh, yeah. money spent on that. Yeah. But by the virtue of being in the hostel, these things just got into your personality. Exactly. So, you are involved in fruit stall and in... 
any other department yeah, i used to be i mean uh, be part of uh, in the dining hall serving there again we had rooms who will come and serve on rotation basis but typically there will be you need to have someone who will coordinate yes or uh, if someone has not come you need to pitch in yes. so i was more or less doing that yeah sort of the person who always ensured that the serving sessions during all the dining sessions happened properly right wonderful and that's f- again a lot of management yeah food replenishment yes. i mean before even the food gets over there yes student should not stop correct just because some item is not available yes. before it comes it should be replenished yes i think there are all these little little management lessons that you learn just because of all this plethora of self reliance activities that we have in the exactly, hostel exactly wonderful so definitely hostel was a high zone activity all the time and how was it in the mandir mandir yeah i think i was so eager to get somi's attention you know your 11th class guy you have come newly and somi is so loving you know everybody keeps giving something so i also like want a chance with him for something yes so but then at the end of the day it is he who will decide you know you try 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 yes. it is he who will finally has to say yes yes Okay so when I was in 12th standard it was I think 96 until then there was a practice of our professors going behind swami to either collect letters from swami or to give handkerchief mm. assist him during darshan yes and then for some reason swami had stopped them following them helping okay. them so he used to go alone okay and typically swami creates vibhutis because there are devotees for some reason yeah ailments or some reason swami creates vibhuti and swami would like to wipe uh, his hands his yeah. hands before he moves further but earlier professors used to give him handkerchief and swami used to wipe so this was an opportunity for students okay but swami never told students this is opportunity for you yes okay so i remember i took an in, uh, initiative that Okay when Swami creates vibhuti we will run immediately so if you saw Swami creating vibhuti, vibhuti on the devotee side devotee from the side. student students block students we used to run used to run yes so this is 1996 so i think this continued till further i remember some radio sai series where some students have talked about this yes yes but i think this was sometime later years or 98 2002 so but this was a starting point i'll say wonderful so there was this eagerness to do something for swami exactly. to serve swami an opportunity came and you grabbed it and yes. i think that was always there an opportunity to serve and you grab it right and i think that is so true in life right there is always so much of opportunity it is we who have to grab yeah so that's a great memory right, right? great the, memory i think every time you had this chance to offer your handkerchief to swami and swami looks at you i mean that's what we are you. waiting for yes and he accepts that that little bit of service from you i think yes, yes. that's such a cherished memory right so 12th class we also get opportunities to come for morning darshans yes especially during the study holidays period yeah study holidays right yeah that's in the last 2 3 months of the academic uh, year so yeah. we got i think permission to come from time from january second week after sports meet and then that is when again you know these professors used to go back to college and yes. they not used to stay for the whole session yeah after 8 o'clock they would go yeah. to the college and those times swami used to give pad namaskar for sevadals every week yes okay and typically prasadam will be there for sevadal correct and so uh, i would give namaskar and then some distribution, distribution would definitely happen right and i used to try to ask warden for special request to sit in the front so that when swami calls for sweets for them right just take them and then start distributing there wonderful so two three times i had got opportunity to 
go behind Swami and serve. See, Prasadam distribution as such, it's given to a lot of people. Yes. But when Swami is walking and behind Him, you distribute yes. Prasadam. Yes. I mean, you are constantly looking for opportunities again to do something for Swami and these opportunities came by. Right. And uh, I have one more experience. So, it was 1995 in my 11th standard and it was Swami's 70th birthday. And that year, Bhagwan was giving interviews for each class. Okay. So, irrespective of class, I mean, uh, 8th standard to PG, yeah. Swami had granted interviews. So, uh, fortunately, I was there that year. I had just joined. So, we also had got that opportunity. So, uh, in the interview room, I didn't get an opportunity to sit in the front. So, I was at the back. And uh, Swami used to give, also distribute Vibhuti packets and also pose for a class photograph. Yes. So, the fact that I was at the end, I thought, let me use this opportunity at least to be close to Bhagwan for photograph. So, you can get out of the room quickly. First, quickly and yes. grab that place. Next to Swami. Next to Swami. Okay. And you know where Swami comes and stands for photographs. So, I just got that place and it was perfect and i was like in that ecstasy again see before yeah. even that incident happened i'm already happy okay. oh swami is going to come and i'm going to stand next to him and get, get a photograph. lifetime photograph and for the first year itself yes but what happened was i think swami distributed vibhuti packets and he was walking to come and pose for a photograph and he almost came near me he stood but by the time Boys could assemble and be ready for the photograph, but boys didn't assemble in the right positions. They just rushed and created little crowded situation, okay. which was little uncomfortable for Bhagwan. So Bhagwan, without giving photograph, he moved out. Oh my God! So this was again, you know, highs and lows of life. Yeah. <laughs> you were at one point. High and next second you are in the lowest part. So this happens in life. So that's what Swami says. Pleasures yeah. are interval between two pains. So this was taught at that point of time. But Swami, I think, invariably I have listened lots of devotees where he will somehow fulfill that whatever desire. And I think after long... Especially if it is a noble desire. Naturally. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Not especially, I'll say only noble only desires. Noble desires, yes. <laughs> so... Again, it was 2002, that was my MBA second year. So, it was a seven years time. Okay. Okay. And uh, it's difficult to get photograph with Bhagwan unless you go to Kodai, where you get a personal photograph. Exactly. To and get a one-to-one -one picture one -to -one with pictures. Swami is difficult. And in Mandir, on a normal days, there are no other opportunities. Exactly. But otherwise, yeah, when you are giving an arti or rose, you get an opportunity. But I think posing with Bhagwan is... Uh, yeah, it's not a pose picture. Yes, it's not a pose picture. But I was waiting for this moment. So, even in my 12th standard, we had gone to Brindavan as a batch. So, we did get photographs with Bhagwan as a batch. But the one what I was looking for, you see, next to Bhagwan didn't come. Okay. So, finally, I will say in 2002, as part of gratitude program... We also had an opportunity to get a photographs with Bhagwan. So, at the end of the session, uh, Swami will pose with say 6 to 8 boys or 10 boys and then uh, so around 8 to 10 batches will come and keep going. And Swami is standing there and boys come and go. You know, there is also one Kodai incident. Yeah, where Bhagwan says that, see how I am permanent. He is the only one who is permanent. Everyone comes and comes goes. And goes. Yeah, yeah. I have heard this yeah. from Radio Sai series itself. Yeah. And our somewhere was in the middle. My 
batch so and i was sitting in the first or second row and i wanted to use this opportunity to get that photograph standing next to swami and then the previous batch left and then i just rushed went and stood next to bhagwan swami lifted his hand and kept it on my shoulder wow and that was the moment i was waiting for fantastic and swami gave me after seven years god's delays are never his denials right beautiful so, so I, i guess this photo is now the most cherished treasure of your life now. exactly exactly so lovely moments with bhagwan and every time you wanted to serve he gave you an opportunity every time you had a noble desire he gave you a chance and he made you go through so many things in life and each was a lesson right so that was something that you mentioned that happened in the school and a bit of what happened in the pg days when you had this dream of having a picture next to swami fulfilled can i ask you about your days in the brindavan campus yeah is there any particular memory that you really cherish studying in brindavan before i tell what did i get the teachers there actually were because i was part of lot of activities in the hostel and i was a very good student you see they wanted me to study in mba in puttaparthi yes so they were like but your grades are not good you have to put lot of efforts and then uh, that way even warden narsimurthy sir was like where are you you can't get with this very uh, concerned yeah, yeah yeah very concerned so teachers told me you put hard work and you start preparing for mba but even for fifth semesters you have to focus lot the way you have done till now no you're not going to get so that's when realization dawned on me that at least let me use this opportunity and maybe one reason was you don't have any language subjects which i was little not that great yeah and uh, in the fifth semester there is no language no language and it's purely your course yeah so i i think for fifth semester mid semester and end semester i used to lock myself in the room i was in charge of kitchen vessel room okay. so there was separate room i used to have that because we had this self lens activities yes as part of this vessel room i had this ownership that i can use that room yeah i used to lock myself in the room and steady 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 okay and i ended up getting 4.82 in fifth semester wow <laughs> quite an achievement for quite you quite an achievement and naturally i mean my effort is there bhagwan's blessings are there yes and i remember in that semester i mean it's a practice our warden narsimurthy sir makes a special mention of any such achievements and during that semester my name was announced that it's a great leap yeah. from uh, 3.8 to 4.8 wow and i just missed in one subject with a otherwise you would have got even 5 5 <laughs> fantastic and that was the only time i got in my whole even in mba i never got again 4.8 <laughs> it's clearly his grace grace yes your self effort but his grace yeah mba i got o grade but never reached 4.8 mm. so, so but the next step is start preparing for mba yes. and uh, so it's typically again as, as i said it's only 50% or 60% are yes. you in that 60 or the other 40 yeah so academics do matter yeah so after my third year I had a plan that Swami typically goes to Kadekanal. I will stay in Brindavan as long as Bhagwan stays, prepare and go home, prepare there and come back and write my uh, entrance exam. But during that year, Bhagwan had not been to Kodai. He didn't go to Kodai. He didn't go. So, yes, 
I did put my efforts. I didn't want to lose this opportunity because if you miss, you're yeah. gone. So you don't know what next. And after that, again next year, if you apply, you may get or may not get. So. I did well in the entrance exam interview the fact that fifth semester I studied very well all the questions were on subjects for half an hour our professor in MBA professor was asking me questions on finance in the interview interview for MBA interview and all of them were fifth semester questions fortunately fortunately and I was so confident after the interview that I will get but you know at the end of the day people who have done very well also may not get I know. But when you look back, you know, and you connect the dots, dots yes, yes. then you see how Swami was orchestrating everything. I mean, you were all the time so interested in service and you gave your time as a school student, as a Brindavan student. You gave all your effort and time into doing activities in the hostel. But just at the right moment, Swami ensured that you got that right push right it was possibly through the encouragement of the teachers to the love of the warden but he gave you the right push at the right time so that you know exactly. you took that leap right right and finally he ensured that you know after that everything fell in place and you managed to get to stay at his lotus suite for another two years two years yeah, yeah. you know what comes to my mind is how bhagwan once mentioned that when i give you this chance to serve for example when say Bhagwan calls boys to do prasadam distribution Swami on one occasion said don't lose that chance because tomorrow when you are in distress when you need some sort of help God will want to see have you ever done anything selflessly right and Swami said that if you have done even a slightest good act God will want to multiply that hundred times just like you know he multiplied the saris for Draupadi the little piece of saris she tore and you know tied the wound of Krishna and Krishna multiplied that and Bhagavan used to say that never lose this chance because you don't know how I will multiply every good act that you have done into hundred times and you know when I listen to your story that's what comes to my mind you know all the time you spent trying to do his work he somehow ensured that you are taken care of right right Definitely connecting the dots. But I think that Seva Bhavam, yeah. I think it was ingrained within me. You know, I never heard this when I started in my 11th class. Even in my previous hostel, I used to be doing something little beyond what one is expected to do. Yeah. So I was fortunate that way that I was blessed with that. You always had that inclination. Had that inclination, uh, that Seva Bhavam. Yeah. So that's again his... Wonderful. Blessings. So... So you had this chance to study in Bhagwan's institute for another two years. Yeah, so I think there's one more dot I need to connect. Sure. So what happened was I stayed back in Brindavan. So the results came. So again, I came back to Brindavan once the interview was over. And the results are typically announced where Bhagwan is. And Bhagwan is in Brindavan that time. So that evening, Swami came to Trai and we were given Trai session, everybody, all students. And Swami came and told that all boys who stayed back during vacation and prepared here have got MBA seats. Wow. <laughs> it was a blessing. Blessing. Conferred on everyone who decided to stay right. back. And it was just six of us. And all of you. All six have got. Wonderful. So, I Fantastic. think uh, keep your efforts. Yeah, I mean, if you're focused on God, <laughs> He will definitely take care. Right. And I think possibly if I may ask you, 
how do you experience this after you have left the portals of this university you keep your focus on god and everything else falls in place yes that is very much required but i think the environment differs once we are out of the portals yes so here challenge is more challenge is more environment is here in such a way that it's conducive for us to work in that direction so environment matters a lot that's what even swami says that's why swami says avoid bad company and you should have satsangam uh, good company so it's a challenge and you need to really be focused on trying to always think about swami's teachings and practicing that and i will say with me over the years i have slowly started realizing on swami's teachings it's not that immediately after i went out i was able to start practicing 100% everything even now i am not really 100% but i have realized the importance of swami's teachings and over the periods i have really become a better person though the environment is still the same now for me i will say the environment may not matter mm-hmm. i am still continue to practice what swami's uh, teachings were so can you give me some instances of how you know in difficult environments you try to stick to some of the principles that you learned here yeah i think the outside environment now i mean as i am part of it work uh, industry and i was also part of financial services for an year the culture outside has become so different in terms of we are saying that the standard of living has improved but really the value system has gone down outside the value system which was there before this globalization has started so it's again i'm not saying globalization is bad it's good but we are losing on the value system so that's where i have some things to talk about so is a peer pressure which has come up looking at other developed nations where you start to just follow your peers without even understanding what you are okay in terms of alcoholism i did spend some time in uk also it's so bad that every day evening people go out and spend time drinking and then it's a friday then it's just half day and then saturday sunday as usual okay and just last week i mean this week there were some colleagues from uk who had come down so they were telling that oh august 15th is dry day i mean without that it's for people who are habituated to alcoholism it's so difficult to exist without that so there have been so many instances where i have been forced to be part of that to try out why don't you try out why don't you try out a drink a drink your, your peers would say yeah but i would always stick to that no this is not something which i want to get into so swami says first you take alcohol then alcohol takes alcohol then alcohol takes you <laughs> yeah, exactly so it's the faith i will say that swami's teachings you have that faith then that's it you don't need to really think about it so i don't even think for a second saying okay let me think let me try no i will say no sorry very i very clear very yeah. clear i'll take a fruit juice so i have been able to be part of many such group events where we go as a group but still i avoid you'd it go to the group and because the situation demands, demands. or your professional job demands but you'd never be never party be. to it yes yes so even in terms of swami is always particular that we should be vegetarians and we should avoid non vegetarianism so fortunately my upbringing my family never was into non vegetarian but nevertheless in the current scenario if you see we have a lot of people who are in upper caste 
who as a family tradition never had but once you go out oh family is not there so let me have non veg but that way i think the fact that i was part of swami's institutions and swami taught us that vegetarianism is the only thing so i stick to that i don't try out and many of my colleagues do tell me what you don't even have one bad habit it's like everybody should have a bad habit that's how the life has become they are surprised surprised how can you not have even one bad habit, bad habit. that's interesting i mean there is such a tribute to swami i would feel you know when someone tells you like that a surge of gratitude must be rising in you towards bhagwan exactly exactly for what he has made yes, of yes. you yeah i think he has given us life and it's a second life i will say the fact that we have been part of swami's institutions otherwise we will not really know what we have come here for i mean i'm say that birth why we are on this earth so the fact that we have been part of this so swami told us that why we are here purpose of life so these are all the things which will add up to the goal of life yes it is sort of by virtue of being here and living in the system that idea what is the purpose of life what are we here for was in some sorts clear in your head yes but when you are studying you don't really think too much about it because at that point of time it's only being with bhagwan and your studies yes i think there was always that physical proximity what we wanted yeah when bhagwan's physical form Phys- was there your attention was all the always time on that get some chance chance yeah right but it's only now when i start listening to swami's discourses and when i start even listening to some of the experiences by devotees so i think there are so many things which swami has taught us and the purpose of life is already ingrained within us it's somewhere back of the mind it's slowly now coming out yes that, that is why swami says you should avoid all bad things bad looks movies that is because it goes and sits somewhere back of your mind and that has influence on your thoughts and actions yes so those all good things what we heard those years are now slowly coming back yes and uh, having influence and it is changing your approach towards life exactly even in your day to day things yes I, i think i can tell one or two things how small things in life actually matter i live in a gated community in bangalore so we have full time security who takes care of the apartment so these are people typically whose families depend on them yes okay and their salary is 5 to 8k per month and currently the team which is working in our apartment are from assam so okay. you see they have come from assam all the way from all assam way from and assam. getting a 5 or 8000 rupees in a city like bangalore is bangalore. so minimal and then not just that they have to send back that money to their parents to their siblings maybe sister is there for her marriage or younger children education but what i've observed is i just speak to them when i just go for a walk around asking how they are what's their family into whether they had dinner so th- every day and while going out i just say hi hello thank you so they open gates for us yes. when the car passes i say thank you and some says don't have casual face so have that smiling face and then convey these messages i will say these small acts have so much impact on them that they told me sir nobody speaks to us like this so it's like i'm shocked nobody speaks to them i mean there are 200 families staying there and i have not done anything great 
I have just regarded them as fellow human beings and then conveyed my um, whatever thanks to them. It's not as if you got a job for them or anything. You're just speaking few pleasant words, you know, making them feel that they are part of the same community. Right. And that has so much of impact on them. Yes. And I took one step and then they have now started reciprocating. And they know that there is someone who speaks who? to them. Someone who they can relate to. Yes. And I will say it's purely what I've learned from Bhagwan. See, Bhagwan, I think he never discriminated about people, whether it's student or beggar or anybody for that matter. I think you would have heard any number of experience on this. So it's again a learning which I'm able to now put in practice in daily living. And I won't say I'm doing something great with that, but still it matters to other person. Yes. Yes. I mean, that's what it seems like such a small act, but for that other person, it's such a huge thing. Yes. Because he stands there at the gate whole day opening and closing, closing. the gates for so many, but no one ever looks at him or talks to him. And if one person responds, he feels his day is made. And in fact, your day also is made. Right. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So people will speak to them only when they have a need. Yes. And if that need is not satisfied, they shout at them. Correct. So, but here we, it's the other way. We don't have any need. It's basically an act of selflessness yeah. and love. So, yeah. I remember this quote which I've heard so many times Bhagwan saying but never realized the importance of it. There's only one religion, religion of love. There's only one caste, caste of humanity. There's only one God. He's omnipresent. See, there are two things. There's only one religion, religion of love. So here I have experience which I told you. It's all about love. And in terms of religion... I have never discriminated that there are so many religions. I've just only said, Swami said, it's human beings, that's it. So when I look at a person, I don't really get the thought that, oh, he's someone different from us. So it's just ingrained within us. And I will say this one quotation no, matters so much in the current scenario in the world, in this universe, what's happening. There's only one religion, religion of love. In terms of caste, there's only one caste, caste of humanity. How much mess we are making in the India due to caste. Yes. I mean, the whole political game in India has got this as its basis. Correct. And when you experience the power of, as you mentioned, there's only one religion, the religion of love in day-to-day -day life. It's such a beautiful feeling. Yes, beautiful feeling. And I think there are lots of good people who, I will say, who don't really harm others. But the fact is, still not aware of the purpose of life. And I will say it's very difficult to get into that understanding. But here we have been really being with Bhagwan, right? Swami never came and told, purpose of life is this. No. It's just over the years, it's just ingrained in us. And slowly we just now reflect. Sometimes yes. when you sit back and think, why am I here? What's the purpose of life? Then Swami's speeches will come back to come us. Come back to you. Yeah. Yes, yes. Yeah. Beautiful. Thank you so much, Srikanth, for taking time out and coming to the studios and sharing your learnings at Bhagwan's Lotus Feet. It's really wonderful to see how the way Bhagwan has touched us. We are in some way able to touch someone else's life. I think that is a moment which fills us with great deal of satisfaction and your heart goes out of gratitude to Swami for what He has made you. Sure. The way He has touched yes, you. Yes, yes. And you never ever feel that, you know, your life will go in vain because you have a purpose in life. 
exactly. you are very clear about it yes yes and the foundation is laid by yes. bhagwan yes and as someone said you know the purpose of life is to lead a life of purpose <laughs> and we all know what is that purpose in life it just comes into you being in the system here watching swami listening to his discourses and as you mentioned now when you listen to his discourses it becomes more and more clear and you get that enthusiasm to practice his teachings right right wonderful thank you so much for coming to the studios and uh, finally what prompted you to be here in prashantinilam on this day august 16th yesterday was independence day and you celebrated your independence day in puttaparthi right yes yes so how is it that you are in puttaparthi on independence day in 2013 i keep visiting parthi i think when swami was there even now but my family my wife and kid have not been there for quite some time my son is just 3 years so is just now start to recognizing knowing remembering yes okay but he was here when he was 1 year old but that's a time you don't know anything so i thought it's now time to get him here and try to at least let him know about puttaparthi and mandir but i take him to brindavan for events monthly events but definitely this i also got four day long weekend yes. so his school also is not there and i have taken a leave so puttaparthi is the best time to spend when you have a small break yes best place to come back to recharge yourself as they say yes yes and so the little one also can breathe the air of prashanti and feel the vibes of prashanti right wonderful thank you so much all the best shrikant for your future endeavors and you've been recognized as one of the next generation future leaders of the country in the it sector by this company it nexto we all know that bhagwan has a plan for each one of us and so let's pray that he gives us the strength so that we in some ways can become channels of his love and his message thank you so much thank you brother prasti for this opportunity and i would like to also say that radio side team is doing wonderful work and i think it's a great boon or blessing swami has given the team here you're reaching out to the whole world through this media and i will say a lot of impact is being made across and i keep tuning in whenever just required to the radio sai and looks like this is the only medium currently available to tune in and uh, that's really great so thank you again yeah, sai ram sal somis grace sai ram sai ram dear listener you just heard a conversation with mr e shrikant an alumnus of bhagwan's university who did his bachelor's in commerce and masters in financial management at the Sri Satyasai Institute of Higher Learning he joined the Sri Satyasai Higher Secondary School for his 11th grade in 1995 and from there on completed his post graduation in 2002 later he served in many finance companies including L&T Finance in 2005 he made a transition to the IT sector and as on 2010 he has been working in Mindtree Limited a reputed IT consulting company interestingly in 2011 he was adjudged as one of the emerging leaders in the country in the IT sector by an organization called IT Next 100 which conducts competitions to identify such potential talents 
This conversation was recorded in Radio Sai Studios in Prashanthinilayam on August 16, 2013 and in conversation with A. Shrikant was Radio Sai's Pishu Prashti. This was yet another episode of our series Fleeting Moments, Lasting Memories. Your feedback and comments are most welcome. Please do write to listener at radiosai.org. Thank you and sign up.